Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However, wherever, whenever you're listening, this is the Root for Wisconsin Show, episode 109, coming at you from the Minga True Value and Riverwood Gallery Studio in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm host, producer Eric Fisher, the Big E. Joining me in person this week, we've got Sean Klosterman, member of the Highway 22 crew. Sean, how are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Also joining us, Secretary Sean. Secretary Sean, two weeks in a row. Good for you. What's up? Welcome. Well, he's making fun of you that you like you missed a lot of weeks. <clears throat> yeah, I've missed like what two weeks? That's it. Something like that. Mm. But I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad everybody's here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. We're gonna have some rocking trivia. Are we rocking? Rocking. Like some more, might say more rocking. Cheesy trivia. Jeez. Oh boy, the cheesiest. I guess we'll see. Have to see what that is. Stay in, tuned. In the meantime. Before we get into the episode, we got to talk about our friends. First of all, RPW Rage and Pro Wrestling, April 29th. Tickets are going fast for RPW Extravaganza 2 at the Watering Hole. Get your tickets exclusively at the Watering Hole. Look sharp in the Appleton Mall and RPWProWrestling.com. Apparently, RPW is getting big enough where there's fake ticket sales going on. Whoa. So... Just putting that out there. Make sure you're getting your tickets directly through one of those three sources. Do not trust resale because it's probably fake. Also, got to talk about our friends over at Ray's Energy, repsports.com, code ROOT4, R-O-O-T, number four, 15% off of any order, whether it be the energy drinks, the lifestyle products, the sleep supplements, etc. And with that, we start off the episode with what we always started off with, what we had rooted for in the last week. That is brought to you by Fanatics, now the official NHL jersey provider. Woo! That deal going through today. So check out your NHL jerseys going through Fanatics starting with next season. You're going to get me an uh, veg. Ojevkin shirt. Ovechkin. Yep, you're going to get me a... Uh, you want a Sidney Crosby? No, you do Sydney Sidney Crosby's better. I'll get you an Ovechkin jersey. Sweater. Okay. Sidney be Crosby's cool. better. Sweater? That's what they're called. They're called what, sweaters. What, my grandma? Yeah. That's what they're called. Oh, okay. They're not jerseys. They're sweaters. Oh, interesting. Then why'd you call them jerseys? Eh, because I'm American, not Canadian. America! Anyway, so Sean, why don't you lead us off with what you had rooted for in the last week? How come he always gets the lead Yeah, off? you can go first. No, I really don't want to go first. I just wanted to give Eric a hard time. You can go. I got nothing. By all means. I got nothing. I'm just, I'm just going to go World Baseball Classic because I know that's going to be one of yours, and I'm just going to steal it. All right. <laughs> what do you like about World Baseball Sean? That U.S. is in the championship. They and, are. And the game against, who was it? The, was it Dominican? No, it wasn't Dominican. When Trey Turner hit the... Hit the homer. Venezuela. Venezuela. That's what it was. Trey Turner. Games that don't matter for people. That's what a lot of the critics are saying. Oh, and, really? And all the guys. I mean, the players are hyped. Right. They've been loving this. And, like, the fan support. I went on a, like, on a whim just to see what, you know, tickets would be for the championship game tonight. Yep. Not that I was going to get to Miami or anything like that. but could have. There was one set of tickets still available for two Section 322 for 60 bucks. And you didn't buy them? Couldn't have gotten to Miami in time. I don't have access to a private jet. Are you sure? Pretty sure. If anybody has access to a private jet, they'll <laughs> let me borrow. By all means, 
hit me up in the DMs. I'd love to. Bet you somebody does. If someone would have had access to a private jet where I could have gone on a whim in Green Bay, just said, hey, I'm leaving work for the day and been across town and taken off right away. If that person is in my life and they haven't told me this already, <laughs> we've got to talk. Right. Anyway, so that is your yeah, route for. That's going to be my route for. Shauna, you got one? Yeah. Um. You know, my bracket got busted real oh, quick. I think everybody's Um. Doing. So, you know what? I rooted for, Um. what was that team, Eric? Farley Dickinson. Yes. FDU. FDU. I was a fan of FDU when they... Uh, Ran, ran all over uh, Purdue. Ran, ran train. Ran train over <laughs> Purdue, God. and uh, it was it was a it was so fun to watch. And at that point, I had I really have no stake in any of my brackets. Um, so now I'm just all for chaos and any upsets that we can have. The more the better. So that's that's what I'm uh, I rooted for and am currently rooted for. Um, Are they still in it? No, they, they lost. lost. Damn, they lost, lost to the Owls. Yeah, and a nail biter to Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, like I said, I I'm just all for chaos, and like I said, the more upsets, the better. So that's my that was my root for. Solid. Thank you. I am going to go with the Green Bay Phoenix, whose season came to an end last night. The that being the Green Bay Phoenix women's basketball team that is. Um, the Green Bay Phoenix women did win their first ever WNIT game last week, uh, which is a, I guess, a kind of a tough consolation pill um, when you were hoping to be in the NCAA tournament. But at the same time, another season is in the books. Five years producing Green Bay basketball for myself. And oh uh, man. I know. But another season comes to an end. Um, just absolute privilege to get to be in the studio every thursday or friday or saturday or something whatever day it is of the week monday tuesday when they play in the early season um watching and listening to some great basketball um but another good year for the phoenix women they've won their first conference championship since 2018 they won their first ever wnit game and they took down the niagara purple eagles uh lost to bowling green last night but all in all Another good season. Very excited for next year to be back. Green Bay Phoenix women only really losing one player um, in Sydney Levy. And then they also, the Green Bay men, as we talked about last week, bringing the juice with Sonny Wicks um, with their new head coach. So very excited for all things Phoenix next year. Uh, with the positives, do come the negatives, though. We got to talk our Tyler here at Noogie of the Week. And I'm going to go with this one as well. First, I'm uh, sure you get to go first. I see how it is. I do because it's a nice transition here because yeah, I'm staying Sean, with Sean. It's still, still didn't get to go first. I never get to go first. Well, next week you can go first. He'll forget. He'll forget. But I'm going to stay in the Horizon League for this. <sighs> and I was telling you, Sean, about this earlier today. Antoine Davis, the Detroit Mercy star player, who was four points away from breaking the all time scoring record in NCAA history was making waves over the weekend and early part of this week, um, criticizing the college basketball invitational or the CBI tournament because they did not invite Detroit Mercy into the tournament so he could break the record. Um, also, there was another and like a new tournament that started this year as well that they did not get an invite to, um, which 
I don't have much of an issue with. They were a the nine seed in their conference, and they were fourteen and nineteen on the season. So you're not going to get in a a big tournament that way. No, got to at least be five hundred. Unless you win, unless you get the automatic bid. Right. Um, so I I didn't have much of an issue with not them not getting in. Obviously, I would have you know I would have been rooting for the guy to get the record. Um, would you though? Well, it'd be kind of nice to have a Horizon League player that I have seen. Yeah, but like you said earlier today, it was five. It took him five years. It took him five years I mean, because of the COVID year, and then also, and Pete Maravich only played three. Right. But then also, when you consider that Pete Maravich didn't have the three point line where Antoine Davis did, it's it's just kind of one of those things where it was, you know, kind of gracious that it even be in the conversation the way it was. Right. And then to go so chaotic and i mean he was criticizing people who were criticizing you know him talking about it mm-hmm. and being very and i get you know being upset that you were so close and didn't have a chance to break it because you ended up losing in the the conference i think quarterfinal or even maybe the semifinal but you got to win those games you want to keep going exactly and you were the nine seed in your conference tournament like that that's what's going to happen mm-hmm so that's my noogie. Shauna, do you have one? Do I have a noogie? Yeah. Um, you know, my bracket. Maybe I'll I'll round that back out and give a noogie to myself. Still I had, weeks in a row. Yeah, I had way too much faith in uh, the underdogs. And not the right underdogs, clearly. No. <clears throat> and, you know... <sighs> There was just some not so great basketball being played by some of these higher quality teams. I get that it's probably a lot of pressure and I absolutely have zero clue what it's like uh, to even play the sport. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. A noogie to myself for having so much faith in the teams. But then again, a root for for myself because now I just love chaos. I love the chaos in the March Madness bracket. That's why you're dating Eric, too. Exactly. Engage to. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, sorry. Whew, sometimes I forget. All right, Sean, what do you got for Noogie? Um, can we just go to the Packers front office? We can. We'll talk about it pretty extensively. Yeah, I know, but I figure we would, but I'm just going to go there because everything should be done by now, and they're just holding out, and it's kind of dumb the way they're doing everything. I just don't understand it, but it is what it is. Yeah, fair enough. So we'll talk more about it later. All right, our weird Wisconsin web story for the week. We've got the Milwaukee pizza is or Milwaukee was rated the top and within the top twenty of best pizza in the country ahead of New York. Um, they ultimately lost, I believe, to Chicago, who was like fifteenth. Detroit somehow has the best pizza in the country, which I wouldn't have necessarily guessed, but. You know what's an unpopular opinion that I'm going to share right now? What's that? Pizza's not that good. Like, if I am going to go on, like, if I, like, okay, if I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner, a lot of people are like, oh, let's just have a pizza. I'm not picking pizza my first thing. Like, I don't like pizza that much. That's because you're wrong, but. I mean, I'm just saying. (laughs) Who's, who, who also is with me? Not anybody in this room, I think, but I think there's probably you. some other people. But I just, I'm not choosing pizza. 
pizza, pizza. Eric's always like, let's have pizza for dinner. I'm like, I love pizza. No, so let's not I. I have pizza. pizza. In fairness, though, Sean and I basically grew up on pizza. Yeah, pretty much. Frozen pizza, like not even good ones, really. No, the Roma pizzas. Or like the Jacks. Jacks. Jacks and Tombstone were the big ones in our house. I remember, too, when my parents would have like, there'd be like a big sale on pizzas. So we'd go and buy like 20 for like 10 bucks. But then like, again, we didn't eat pizza. Like we were more mac and cheese people for like lunches and stuff as kids. Like my sister would make mac and cheese all the time. And so then when we would pull the pizzas out of the freezer, they'd have a nice thick layer of frost on them. And then the cheese would get like all weird. So maybe it's just the quality pizza that I had growing up. Probably. That made me a not pizza there, person, but there's this gas station down in Manitowoc that sells these. They're called animal pizzas and they're freaking phenomenal frozen pizzas. Ooh. They're a little expensive, but they're totally worth it. They're even better than lots and lots of pizzas. Oh wow. But I don't even like going out for pizza. Like I think that's just like there's so much better stuff on the menu. Like what? I don't know. Pasta, wraps, Sammy's, anything buffalo chicken. See, what about a buffalo chicken pizza? See, I've had those, but I'm not a big fan. Like I said, I'm just not. I don't I don't love pizza. See, and also just one, just to kind of circle back on something you said. We were pizza and mac and cheese people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we had three growing boys, me, Sean, and Mark. You know what's also kind of strange? Eric eats chips with his pizza. Like when we have chip, like when we have pizza, like when we make a pizza here, you're like, oh, let's go get a bag of Doritos. Yeah. Why? It, that's like his side dish to a pizza. What do you have with pizza? Nothing. Pizza's Bread the sticks. main dish. Well, yeah, if you go out somewhere, but if you're sitting at home, like you're making like a frozen pizza or whatever. Nothing. Exactly. I have pizza. I'm just saying. It was funny, though, because when we were at your parents' house, your mom did that, too. Yeah. She pulled out the chips. <laughs> and, not, and again, not like this is I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It was just taboo when your mom was like, oh, let's have a pizza. And then she pulled chips out. And I'm like, what are these for? Go with it. I, I just never had chips and pizza. Did you never have like a pizza party as a kid, like at school? Yeah, but we never had well, chips. Yeah, I never had chips. If we just had those little barrel juice things and the hugs. Yeah, and and the and a pizza, I, the chip thing was brand new when I met you. Really? Yeah. See, Sean, you know my mom always has chips though. Mm-hmm. It's pizza chips, and my mom being super extra. I mean, she had like three kinds always. Jody's a chip lady though. She is. Chip Jody's lady. got a big. She's a chip lady. But even the Sunday, like we were up at my cousin Marshall's birthday over the weekend. We had pizza and chips. Yeah, that was... It's so weird to me. (laughs) It's so weird. I've never, ever once thought, I'm having pizza for dinner. You know what that's missing? Chips. And, like, I was pretty much one of the only ones of your family that didn't have chips on my plate because it was not something that went together for me. My cousin does live off chips, though. I'm not going to name his name because I know he's very... Right, 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 right. He's a chip guy, too. But That's I'm his just, lunch. I, we were talking over the weekend, and and we were talking about meal prepping, and Sean because Shauna does the meal prepping, and Carolyn I know does meal prepping as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking about, oh yeah, we do this, we do this, and then one cousin instead of the other, he's like, yeah, and he goes and buys two bags of chips from the grocery store. He's good for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so seems, seems about right. Back to the the story here. Sorry, so, uh, <laughs> Detroit was number one in the country. Hartford, Connecticut, number two. Boston, Massachusetts, number three. 
Uh, Phoenix, Arizona, number four. Philadelphia was number five. Chicago at 16. Milwaukee at 17. And then New York at 19. So does it give stipulations? It does average out. So it goes based on, and I don't know what the, the statistic of this is, but it goes from pizza passion is one of the things. The pizza or price of an average large pepperoni pizza, um, which Milwaukee is well ahead of the national average. A uh, national average Milwaukee? for a large pepperoni pizza is $21.79. Milwaukee oh is at $18.25. Inflation. And then it's the pizza restaurants per 100,000 residents. Milwaukee, of the, the cities I listed, has 12 pizza restaurants per 100,000 restaurants. Okay. I don't know about you guys. 100,000 people? Yeah. You said restaurants. Oh, I meant yeah. residents. It says <laughs> residents. But I don't know about the two of you, but I remember growing up, there was a pizza joint in Sheboygan Falls. Or Sheboygan, can probably consider Sheboygan Falls. I'm not sure where the county line Sheboygan. is. but. Anyways, you could go there and you could get a one-topping pizza for five bucks, and it was a large, and it was huge, and it was good. And now that same pizza is like seven twenty-five. That's still pretty cheap. It is that's pretty cheap, cheap, but because you can't even get, get that's barely a little Caesar's pizza, no? I guess. I think they raised the six dollars, didn't they? Six dollar hot and ready. They, they're way smaller than what they used to be. They that's are. true. I don't. Yeah. The only thing I like about Little Caesars is the buttery garlic sauce. Oh yeah, that's. I like the buffalo. Uh, you're weird. I do like putting. Do you like, like everything buffalo sauce? Yeah. You know when we go to like a restaurant, Shauna, if she doesn't like have an idea what she wants to get, you know how like the the quote unquote like security item for people is like mm. chicken tenders and fries, buffalo chicken wrap, buffalo or, chicken sandwich, or any yeah. And see the problem is like I I miss out on so many good things because. I see the buffalo chicken wrap, and I'm like, okay, well, that's what I'm having. And, like, the, at the, we went to uh, Greystone the other day, a restaurant down the street from us, and I had this, like, bruschetta, like, pesto burger thing, and it was the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. But I always get the buffalo chicken wrap there. So maybe, maybe. You got to branch out a little I got to branch out. You do. Say no to the buffalo chicken wrap. <sighs> gonna be tough that's a tough ask for her that's a literally my parents always say oh sorry oh, i'm not trying to play footsie with you um <laughs> i just don't know how to sit in this chair i know it's very tough yeah if, for those of you that don't know sean broke his <laughs> office chair last week we have not replaced it yet so also if anybody has an office chair they're looking to get rid of yeah that's in semi-good condition <laughs> semi-good yeah, we don't need anything fancy. Yeah. We're not we're we're beggars, not choosers. Yeah. Anybody listening has an office chair that they would care to part with. Sean is looking or well, we're looking for one for Sean. Because this one's like uh one of those like is ergonomic, it ergonomic, ergonomic chairs. And really Sean weird. is having a very hard time trying to adjust how he's sitting. Yeah, he broke it recording last week. Yeah, he had to pause because it broke and he <laughs> said some bad words, and we had to make sure he was okay. Yeah, you didn't worry. You didn't worry. Yeah, I laughed first. I'm the true best friend. Laugh first, then make sure he's okay. Yeah. Right. All right, Shauna, trivia time. Okay, oh. our theme of trivia. Buffalo chicken wrap. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> our theme of trivia goes with our weird Wisconsin story, um, and our theme this week is pizza trivia. And, boys, I don't know if you know this, but there is tons of pizza trivia. Um, so, I've got 14 questions, oh boy. which I know sounds like a lot, but they'll go quick. 
Okay. So, yes, I do. I thank you. So, um, these will all be multiple choice unless otherwise stated. Ooh, so true or false question thrown in there. Um, so you will need to wait till I say all four, okay? Please, and buzz in with your name. Um, if for whatever reason I say that it's a different rule for a different question, that's what we will go with, or the two of you will decide because last week was no. Eric just got crabby. Eric gets crabby all the time. I do not. <laughs> See, <Okay. laughs> See, it already started. <laughs> all right, here we go. How many slices of pizza do America Americans eat per second? 16 slices, 210 slices, 350 slices, or 500 slices? This would be like the whole Across America. The like Sean, every second. Sean, I'm going to go with the 300 number. Yes, that is correct. 350 slices per second. These Americans, I tell you. Okay. Kind of going with our farming. Farming. <laughs> About how many acres worth of pizza do Americans eat each day? Around one acres worth? Around 10 acres worth? Around 75 acres worth? Or around 100 acres worth? Eric, 100? That is correct. She went to always have C. That's how I know. <laughs> <laughs> the most expensive pizza in the world is called the Louis 13 pizza. It takes 72 hours to prepare. How much does one, does a single one cost? $2,000, $12,000, $20,000, or $26,000? Sean, $12,000. That is correct. Son of, I was, that's. Because, yeah. yeah. What is the most popular? Oh, this one, you're not going to get a multiple choice. Oh, man. Jeez. Okay. No. What is the most <laughs> popular pizza topping in the United States? Eric Pepperoni. That is correct. Cheese. Again, you're not getting a. I'm probably right. <laughs> again, you're not getting a cheese multiple is choice. On, cheese is on every pizza, so he's wrong. No, it's pepperoni. I think because cheese is technically part of the base. Right. Yeah, but you can get, you get just a cheese pizza. Okay, so multiple <laughs> choice, not multiple choice here. Not multiple choice. Just buzz in with your name. Please let me finish the question. Yes, ma'am. What is the second most popular pizza topping in the United Sean. States? Sausage. That is correct. I, th I didn't know if it was going to be that easy. <laughs> True or false? If it would have been cheese, I would have been mad. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been sad. <laughs> True or false? A pizza was delivered to an astronaut while he or she was in orbit. Eric, true. That is correct. Can you give me the pizza company it was made by? Eric Domino's? That is incorrect. Pizza Hut. That is correct. Those 50, Pizza 50 Hut breadsticks shot. on the moon. That'd be awesome. <laughs> what is, uh, again, not multiple choice. What is the most popular day of the year to order pizza in the United States? Eric, the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh. For those of you keeping track at home, we are in a dead tie four to four. I was thinking like a day you were hungover. Like a day. <laughs> like New Year's Day. Yeah, there you go. That would be good. See, I almost said I almost said March fourteenth because Pie Day. People, Pizza Pie Day. Pizza Pie. Uh, or the day after St. Patrick's Day. Ooh. I was gonna say like the kickoff of like March Madness or something, but mm -hmm. it's best you know basketball pizza. Basketball's more wings though. Yeah. Maybe we should do Buffalo Wing trivia. No. Which major war 
led to the skyrocketing popularity of pizza in the United States. Eric, World War II? That is correct. Why? I'm we, not really we sure. We fought the Italians. We were over there. Is that it? Okay. Um, this one I'm not going to give you multiple choice just because I want to see what you guys come up with. Oh, Which of the following condiments is common for the Japanese to put on their pizza? Sean, soy sauce. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Eric, anchovies. No. That's not a condiment. It's topping. It's a condiment, though. Like stuff you put in the door of your refrigerator. Ketchup? No. Eric, Uh, barbecue sauce. No. Okay, I will give you three. It is one of them. Relish, mustard, mayonnaise. I would guess mayonnaise. It is mayonnaise. Gross. Again, for those of you who keep track at home, five to five. What is America's least favorite pizza topping? Anchovies. Correct. Stole that from you. You did. Well, Sean Antwoby, sorry, if because I didn't know if you were going to get technical. No, I thought about it for a second. <laughs> in what year did the first pizzeria in North Korea open? Multiple choice, 1989, 1999, 2009, 2019. Eric, 1999? No. Shit. 2019? No. Eric, 1989? No. No, that doesn't count. No. It does. No. <laughs> Dumb. You had two shots. I get two shots. Okay. Well, obviously, yeah, whatever. This is multiple choice, but you're going to have two choices. Okay. Now, this one is sort of related to Wisconsin. What is the name of the first pizzeria opened in the United States? Is it Lombardi's Pizza, located in New York, New York? Or is it Papa's Tomatoes Pies, located in Trenton, New Jersey? Papa's Tomatoes Pies. What did you say? Papa's tomato spice. It is the Lombardi one. Damn. I guess that makes sense. Since she, what since would she Papa's made... tomato pies be? Like have with Wisconsin. Yeah, she kind of gave it away. Yeah, I know. Where was pizza first invented? Yeah. Greece, Florence, Italy, Naples, Italy, Rome, Italy. Sean, Rome, Italy. That is incorrect. Can I get those back again? Athens, Greece, Florence, Italy, Naples, Italy. Oh, Eric, Athens. No. No. Naples. Yes. I'm trying to be too fancy. That was, that was out of nowhere. Why would, why would it be Greece? Because I don't think it was. I didn't think it was actually. Gr- pizza's greasy, Sean. <laughs> no, I just I thought it was like the out of nowhere one, and we were assumed Italy. Okay. Are you ready here? In 2013, a pizza chain developed DVDs that smelled like pizza. Yes, it's true. You cannot make something like that up. Which pizza chain, American pizza chain, was it? Sean. Papa Murphy's. That is incorrect. Ooh. Eric, Papa John's. That is incorrect. Sean Domino's. That is correct. Damn it. I thought Domino's to begin with, but for some reason, Papa Murphy's or Papa, Papa John's. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last question. It is six to nine. <laughs> there are 14 questions. There are five (laughs) basic ingredients used to make pizza dough. Each one of them is worth one point. Are we going to go back and forth or can I just rapid fire through these? Mm, You guys can decide. What do you think? Back and forth. Okay. Flour. That is correct. Water. That is correct. Yeast. That is correct. 
Munch. Eggs. No. Eggs. McDough. You need some binding agent. Um. Heat. What's got to rise? No. Salt. No. Can we have a Can we have a hint? Opposite of salt. Pepper. No. Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and last thing. Spice. It could be of the canola or oil. Veg- no. Do we tie? Mm. I think you. I think I got one. you by one. Cheese. <laughs> uh, I'm. I. We need one more question. Oh, we tied. I gotta ask, what the hell is a space? Because you asked us in the pre-production meeting about space balls. Oh wait, I do have one more question. Space balls. In the movie Toy Story, the main characters Buzz and Woody find themselves at a themed oh. pizza restaurant. Eric, pizza Planet. He, she didn't finish. The I didn't okay. even Eric, answer. Pizza no, Eric, I didn't answer didn't the question. The question. Okay. I get to answer no because no, you didn't. No, no. you didn't let her finish. What Sean was the name of the restaurant? Shauna, it was Pizza Planet. Very good. His name. I'm Eric wins by one. No, Sean wins by one. Sorry, 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 sorry. Sean is our champion. It is eleven to ten. Woo! So for those of you again keeping track at home, our all-time trivia record is what? Three to two. Three to two. I get screwed every single time. She said at the beginning, you have to let her finish the question. Yep. Run the tape back. Whatever. Look at him. He's all red. He's <laughs> all... S- it's Eric, it's trivia about pizza. I don't like losing. Relax. Whatever. R-E-L-A-X. Too soon. No more Too of soon. that. Bye-bye, Ron Ron. Okay, draft? Draft time. So our draft for this week, for really no particular reason, um, is... It's a pizza draft. <laughs> Best pizzas. You should have done um, it's really going to be our sports bucket list items or bucket list ideas for things that we all want to do. Uh, as a typical draft, there's no repeats. So obviously, I think a lot of this stuff would probably be on each other's lists. But with that, Shauna has the first pick and you can go first. We could do you have to eat a pizza at each of these. <laughs> Going with the pizza theme. I don't know. OK, I'm not funny. So Sean looked confused. So, so this <laughs> Go back to the pizza. Your brother turned on, turned me on to a very good pizza, bacon mushroom pizza. Oh yeah, it's really good. Mm. Doesn't sound like it'd be good, but it's it sounds very, just like almost basic, you know. Mm-hmm. It's I don't very, like, very basic, but it's got a lot of flavor. I don't like oh. bacon on my food. Yeah, Shauna hates pizza and she hates bacon. No, I love bacon. You were just talking plain. about a bacon like. You don't like a bacon cheeseburger? No. Like a chicken bacon ranch wrap. That is okay. That's bacon. Yep. But bacon don't... and chicken, yes. Bacon and beef, no. Bacon is weird. Bacon and everything, no. Shaboy, can I tell you? Okay. My draft, my all time, what is it? Bucket list items. Bucket list sports event <laughs> Items. John's gonna fall out of the ergonomic chair here. Ergonomic chair. Ergonomic is. Um, I would like to sit courtside at the NBA Finals. Um, and I'd like to see the Bucks in that. 
Okay, Sean? So, Eric, coming up here, you're going to have to buy me some expensive tickets. Right. Okay, Sean. Sean Sean's going to go with WrestleMania. Going to. Yeah, going to WrestleMania. Mania! All right, my number one pick, I have go to all 30 MLB stadiums. That's also on mine. Yeah. I figured. Don't know if it'll ever happen, but... We could down. just, like, start a little, like, friend vacation. Root for Wisconsin... Roofer Wisconsin tour of the stadiums. I said to Eric, we got to figure out how to make this our full time job so we can just like right? screw around like, all the time. Like, there was a guy that tried all the different foods from the stadium, from all 30 stadiums. <sighs> he probably would spent be so much like $10,000 because right? everything is so expensive. <laughs> he, he said, like, a like one of the Dodger dogs was like $20. Jeez. Jeez. I'd right, rather buy two beers. My second pick, what do I have here? Second pick was. Attend the Royal Rumble. That's a good one. Then I'm up next. Right? You are up next. Uh, my next pick is going to be going to the Daytona 500. Got to tour the track last year. Didn't get to go to the race, but love to go. There. Would love to go to the race. Vroom, That'd be vroom. awesome. Right. Um, my second pick would be to see the Packers at a Super Bowl. And my third pick, if we see a theme here, I would like to see the Brewers at the World Series. Ooh. Yeah, that would be. I think we'll die before it happens. Right. Yeah, I and I think our Super Bowl dreams are. You think so? Getting slim. I think so. Let's see. We'll have a lot of discussion about that coming up. Well, yeah, the idiot's it, gone. Because it hurts boys gone. The idiot's gone. I have something to say about that, but I'll wait. Anyway, Sean, you're back on the clock. Uh, my next pick is going to be going to like a Le Mans race, 24 hours Le Mans, or actually being able to race it. That'd be fun, too. Do they drive Le Manses? No. Oh. Isn't that like a city? No. Le Mans is a car. Yeah. Rick. That's a sp- Pontiac? I think so. My dad had one of them. Yep. I said that also in the pre-show meeting, because mm-hmm. that's the only reason I know what a Le Mans is. Yeah, Le Mans 24-hour. Or Rolex. Or Le Mans. the, yeah, the Le Mans, or what's what's the lemon one? Is it? the? It's the lemons. Is it the lemons? Yeah. That'd be fun to go to also, where everybody shows up with their worst, absolute worst cars and sees if they make them 24 hours. <laughs> All right, my next two picks, I've got going to a Yankees-Red Sox game at Fenway. I think it would be awesome. You think you'd pick Fenway over Yankee Stadium? If it was all the Yankee Stadium... Maybe, but because it's the new one that was built in 09, there's not much. But there's so much history in that stadium. Isn't Fenway, like, I've seen TikToks where people buy, like, tickets to Fenway, and because it's so old that there's, like, a big, huge, like, thing, like, beam obstructing your view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Wrigley has that, too. That's lame sauce. Who would pay for those tickets? Eric. Yeah, Eric would would be like, Shauna, we're going to go see the Red Sox game. And then... Put me behind the beam. <laughs> I would. Because his tickets were cheap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd be like, only I can see this game. No. Uh, my other pick is go to a Duke UNC game at Cameron Indoor. Yeah. And that's just because I'm a Duke fan. If, if I was a UNC fan, I'd want to go to uh, Chapel Hill, but I got to go to Coach K Court. Yeah. That that doesn't interest me. Not going to lie. It's not your list, bitch. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> All right, Sean, you're back on the clock. Um, uh, Little League World Series, going there. 
going to what is Williamsport. it? Williamsport. I want to coach in that. I think I think that'd be so much fun to go there. I want to coach in that. You've what? been there before, Sean? No, no. Oh, you be, want yeah. to go there? Okay. Yeah, bucket list. Remember? <laughs> right, but we had this conversation. Right, but it sounded like you said you go like no. that you've been there. Okay. No, never gone there. Okay. All right, Shauna. Okay. The last two. Um, back back with my Wisconsin girl themes. Um, I'd like to see a Rose Bowl with the Badgers. And I'd also like to see the Packers Super Bowl parade in Green Bay. Um, in 2010, I did not get to go. So I'd like to see one of those in my life. That'd be pretty cool. All I right, think it would just be kind of fun. It would be. Sean, your last pick? Uh, go to the NFL draft. Hopefully in Green Bay. Hopefully in Green Bay. When? Maybe 2026, 20... I think. Yes. I thought we, I thought Green Bay is black flag because we don't have enough places to stay. That's why we're trying to build more hotels. Yeah. If you go down by the stadium. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why. That's, that's why they're the, building so many. Well, that's one of the reasons. I mean, it's a booming area, the Titletown District, whole thing. Mark Murphy cares more about that than his, you know, making his players happy, but. Oh, geez. Oh, Here we go. Boy, I thought we were done. We got maybe, what, two more weeks of him talking about this guy? No, he's going to talk about it the whole year. Okay. But then my last pick, uh, just did Sean pick his? Yeah, he just he just won. We the NFL the draft. draft. Oh, the draft! Okay. Not the draft. The draft. The draft. <laughs> it's um, chilly in here with this draft. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna go just meet LeBron. Oh, I think it'd be pretty cool. I've seen him play once in person, which LeBron was James. honestly just LeBron one of the coolest James. things. I mean, it was coming off the 2016 championship. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> and uh LeBron James. It'll you be done? Jerry. You done? No. no. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. It's just it was nice to LeBron see LeBron James. I hate you guys so much. <laughs> LeBron. That's it. <laughs> oh come on, Eric. No, Talk I, I about just, it was really cool. LeBron I mean, <laughs> seeing LeBron, seeing Kyrie, seeing Giannis and Middleton when they were first kind of really coming out of the scene. Just amazing, like how smooth they make the game look in person, even. Well, I would hope so. Just getting paid enough money to do it. Well, sure. LeBron James. But that was really cool. So I'd love to meet the guy, um, which concludes our draft for the week. So let us know what you think of who had the best draft. And with that, it was probably me because you know we're a Wisconsin-based sports show, and I picked all Wisconsin sports. So, oh, yeah, you wonder what you should have picked to meet Giannis. Oh, that would have been a good pick. That would have been better than LeBron James. <laughs> he done. What is that even from? Like a, isn't it like a Vine or a TikTok? Oh, sure, 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 sure. It's a LeBron Vine. James. LeBron James. You guys are ridiculous. I wonder how many people are still listening. <laughs> Probably like my mom. Hey, Jody, how you doing? Jo- hey, Jodes. <laughs> Jody. Mama Fish. Maybe Justin still. I don't know. Maybe he checked out. LeBron James. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he's listening. What are Justin's thoughts of LeBron James? He, I don't know. Because Justin is such a, he's a BSer. He's, he, you know, depending on who he's with. He's either very pro LeBron or anti LeBron. I think he just likes to be a contrarian. Isn't he uh in the era of the Michael Jordan though? Michael Jeffrey Jordan. 
Yeah, that's... Uh, Isn't like, he a Michael Jordan-era kind of guy, though? Isn't he supposed to like Michael Jordan, not LeBron James? I think so. But that's what I'm saying. He's a contrarian, depending on who he's with. And you're supposed to like LeBron. Aren't you? What's that supposed to mean? He called me old? No, you're supposed to like LeBron. I'm saying that you're young. Oh. No. Were you a Jordan? Yeah. You're a Jordan guy? Yeah. Didn't we literally have this conversation last week? No. I don't know. No, it's been a while. Been I think while. me and you had this conversation one night. Now, I thought Shauna asked you if you were LeBron or Jordan. Yeah, I think I might have that. LeBron James. You, you screwed it up. No, I say properly. <laughs> no, you put some respect on his name. LeBron yeah. James. LeBron James. Bad goat. That was that was that was so stupid. <laughs> we need to get video up in here so you could have just seen what we had to be subjected to. <laughs> Bad goat. Bad goat. goat. He is the goat. <laughs> Alright, sports talk. Actual sports talk. Yeah, are we gonna talk about Ron Ron? No, we got we got a few other things. Yeah, we? that's gonna be our main event, Shauna. Um Bad, Badgers basketball. Badger basketball. Winning in is, the NIT, right? Yeah, they're playing in the quarterfinals for the NIT tonight. Well, I got uh, laundry to do, so I'm going to go do that. So Shauna has left the building temporarily. Temporarily. She wants to join us for the Aaron Rodgers talk because I'm sure she's going to have so many positive things to say. Way more than you. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. So before we get there, Sean, uh, as you had mentioned earlier, or actually we were just talking about the Badgers yep. NIT, uh, they are playing tonight in the quarterfinals at Oregon um, in that crazy court they have out there in Eugene. So I believe that has not tipped off yet. We've got the World Baseball Classic going on here. Yeah, they'll tip at 8 o'clock. It's 15 minutes or so uh, as we're recording. But uh, World Baseball Classic, just a quick update here for you, which is kind of dumb, I guess, because mm -hmm. you already know the score. Right. But Japan just hit a monster home run to go up three to one um, in the bottom of the fourth inning. So possible upset brewing in the World Baseball Classic Is this Championship. An upset? Yeah, America was the odds-on favorite really? for tonight. I, I would have figured it, Japan would have been. I think they were minus one thirty-five, minus one twenty-five, which isn't like a huge favorite, but favorite enough because Dominican was. Odds on favorite at the beginning, right? I believe so, I yeah. Think, I think. And U.S. was second? I think U.S. was fourth. Oh, it was fourth. Uh, Dominican was up there. I think Puerto Rico might have been. And Mexico, mm, um, okay. before Japan came back on them, I think was up there as well. Uh, they had a stack. That game, that semifinal game was incredible last mm -hmm. night. Um, and Japan really just kind of rolling with the momentum from that. America had played. Or had the day off yesterday, had, had their semifinal game on Sunday after playing on Saturday, which the game Sean mentioned in his route for, um, was that crazy game in Venez or over Venezuela uh, with Trey Turner having one of the better games of his life. Right. Um, the monster grand slam. I think I've seen a stat that he's hit five homers in the World Baseball Classic now. Yeah, leads leads are I I mean I guess it's most not, of all time or something. Most of all time, which isn't one, I guess a huge in one World Baseball Classic. Right, it's not a, I guess a huge accomplishment because it's only been going on since like oh six, but still, still pretty impressive if you ask me. It's a lot of good players since then. That's true. I mean, you look at and and originally they were talking about uh, there's a lot of guys who weren't going to be playing in it. Um, whether it be injuries or some of the other guys, I think 
um, some of the pitchers specifically for the U.S. who wanted to focus on kind of getting in the rhythm of the new pitching clock in Major League Baseball stayed in spring training instead of playing in the World Baseball Classic, but has been phenomenal. Um, kind of a nice distraction having meaningful baseball right now. I can only imagine like the ramp down, mm-hmm. kind of going back to two weeks of spring training or about a week and change, I guess, at this point. Right. Um, with opening day being late next week. But and then you have to kind of go through the dog days of the season of, you know, once you kind of get past that initial high of starting the regular season. Mm-hmm. But it's been incredible. Um, and all in all, you know, I'm really excited for four years from now again when it's when it comes back around and yeah. seeing if this World Baseball Classic is enough to instigate a lot more guys playing. I doubt it, though. Well, the, I, I feel I feel like it's not the guys not wanting to play. I feel like it's the teams not letting the guys play. See, I don't think that's the case because I think a lot of the cases are that the the teams want them to play in these meaningful games. Now, I mean, yeah, you saw the injury to um, pitcher from New York, Edwin Diaz, oh, who yep. hurt himself celebrating. Yeah, but that's his own fault. Right. So, I mean, you really haven't had a whole lot of injuries, and I think – you probably get more out of it this way. Plus, you get a better look at some of your younger guys in spring training because mm-hmm. you could extend looks at some of those guys. Like, I mean, but you also get the kind of the reps. Like, Sal Frelick had an incredible World Baseball Classic for Team Italy, and he got some meaningful minutes – or not minutes, but innings. Um, but he got some meaningful baseball being played. And then you had Devin Williams, who's already kind of ramped up and been pitching for Team USA the other night. So – in that case, I think I think it's great, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of keep the, some of your homegrown talent. You know, Joey Weimer is getting at bats, Bryce Terang's getting more at bats because there's just you know people needing to play, um, which perfectly transitions into Brewer Spring Training. Um, really, not a whole lot being, I guess, determined. There was really kind of two up in the air spots right now. Um, that being the First base position behind Rowdy Telez because you usually want to have an extra bat, especially mm-hmm. kind of your mm-hmm. extra bat off the bench, which Keston Hira uh, has not been hitting great. I think he's only hitting 145 in spring training. Last I had seen, he's out of minor league options. So we'd have to clear waivers if he does get option. Um, Luke Voigt also having a, I mean, a pretty decent spring, right. all things considered. He had a couple home runs. Uh, I feel like that's pretty much what he's what he's going to do is he's going to either hit a bomb or probably strike out. Yeah, he's the what's it the two outcome? Yeah. Home run or strikeout. Who is it? Yeah, didn't we have one of those guys not that long ago? Oh, yeah, Mark Reynolds. Yeah. That's a while but going back now if you really think about that's almost 10 years now, isn't no, it? I suppose. But I like, mean, we haven't had a very good first baseman for We haven't had a consistent first baseman since the first go around a while over bay. No, Prince Fielder. Oh, yeah, I suppose. But since then, so right. like 2011, yeah. it's been a lot of stick and play and see what happens. Right. Guy makes it for a year or two, then somebody else comes in. Mm-hmm. Has been some big bats. I mean, you've had Eric Thames. You had Jesus Aguilar. Um, I forgot about Eric Thames. Lyle Verbeek came back for a minute there, too. Um, you had Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds was there. Got rowdy now. Yeah. So you I mean you had 
you've had plenty of bat power there. You like that bat power? Um, <laughs> but I, in all seriousness, I mean, it, it's that's one of the kind of the, those decisions can be made. Uh, Luke Voigt did have because he was on a minor league deal. He did have the opt out if he wasn't thinking he was going to make the team. He self extended his opt out for another week, um, which means there's probably going to have to be made a decision coming up here. Um, I believe probably towards next week. I think you let Keston just go. I know it sucks that we probably we should have traded him last year. Oh, that's Ooh, a bad call. That is a bad call. That's a bad call. But I feel like you should have traded Keston last year. Yeah, I, I think you should have, or at least earlier part of this offseason. Right. Um, that way he could have gone into spring with a shot at somewhere. He's going to be safe. Yeah, he's safe. Um, yeah, I, I, that's what I would have recommended. I think we talked about that in the early parts of the offseason when our when our Reddit mm-hmm. discussion, um, which most of which did not end up happening. No. And um, which we kind of thought would happen anyway, yeah. but and the other the other thing that we that came up this week is I think I tagged doing it on Facebook that um, the Yankees are in on Corbin Burns. Yeah, that's that's part of it. I think you know when you have a person that talented, I think every team is going to be in on. Well, of course, you know, and that's I know reading that there was a lot of people kind of saying that the Yankees won't do it because Brian Cashman's actually been really tentative with trades as of late. Um, but I feel like that if if they're fighting with just say the Rays and the Red Sox, who's the other? T- you got the Orioles and they're five in that division, or yeah, and the Blue Jays, Blue Jays. So I mean, if they're gonna be if they're the third or fourth at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. you don't think they're gonna make any moves? That that I don't agree with. No, I don't. And I, I mean, I, they're I, the Yankees. They're always gonna make moves. And it's really, you know, are the Brewers going to be willing to make another Josh Hader-esque move where they make a deal in the middle of the season um, I feel if they're contending? Yeah. You know, we saw that. We didn't expect that to happen with Hader last year. It made, it made sense enough in the grand scheme of things given his contract status, but at the same time, it was one of those where it didn't make a whole lot of sense given that you were still, I think you were leading the division when you traded him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also had a very good backup backup plan for that. I feel I feel in Devin Williams that I don't think you lost all that much. No, I don't think so where, either. Where I think the Corbin Corbin Burns trade would be, you'd be losing a lot unless you got a MLB player or or depending on how your development of Ethan Small continues to go, or if you think uh, Adrian Hauser is ready to go back because that's. That's one of the other kind of position battles is right now it looks like Adrian Hauser is going to start the year in the bullpen. Um, they're going to have their five-man rotation of Burns, Woodruff, Freddie, um, Eric Lauer, and Wade Miley. Uh, so where, kind of where, his... Where's Ashby fit in this? Ashby has not started throwing yet. Oh, that, that's right. He got hurt. He's, he's I been forgot hurt. about that. Um, so Adrian Hauser is kind of the odd man out for the – the, you know, kind of the long reliever, the Brent mm-hmm. Suter role, which actually I think is probably a good role for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't love that spot starter that the sixth could, man, if you need him right. um, until Ashby's ready to go, or, you know, if you do acquire another arm or a guy goes down, you put him in that fifth start spot, give him, or you do trade Corbin Burns. 
I feel I'd, I'd be so sad if that's the option. If that's the backup imagine, plan. Is... Imagine Corbin Burns without a without a beard, though. Yeah, that'd be weird. Because that's the whole Yankees thing, isn't it? That they can't yeah, have facial have hair. Short hair, no facial hair. Right. But also, I'd be so sad if that's the backup plan. Is Adrian Friggin Hauser. I I honestly I think he's the most annoying bird to me. I know I've said this before, but just Even, it, of all time. On the roster within the last 10 years. No, Markham would have been before that. Because that, that was the other guy I thought of, Sean Markham. Same guy. Right? Same guy. I, th- I think we had this conversation before. Ooh. Has potential to go out on any given one start and possibly throw a no-hitter. But the far more likelihood of what's going to happen is... I mean, that's nothing wrong. You need a guy to... to have a four ERA and that's what the MLB average is like 3.5 yeah. or whatever. So that didn't hit him. Apparently not. He sure didn't looked complain like it much. I think he would have. Sure. looked like it. That one camera angle. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway. Sorry. But I, I think he would have, I, you know, any given night he could have a great, you know, one hit game or even potentially be that no hitter up until the combined Burns hater one. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure, you know, how close Freddie would get or how close Woodruff or Burns would get. And then I'm mean, like, you know what's going to freaking happen? It's going to be Adrian Hauser on like a random July night. Right. Is going to go out and throw one. Or it'd be Wade Miley. I'd be okay with Wade Miley. Right. It, I would just be nuts with Adrian Hauser because the guy, I mean, he's such high potential. And I, I honestly, I don't think he's necessarily lived up to it. No. Which a lot of players don't. That's mm-hmm. fine. That is what it is. But, yeah, it just drives me nuts. Because, you you know, again, you can expect great things on any given game. But but the other, the other kind of last quote-unquote position battle or roster spot battle is the f- true, like, fourth slash fifth outfielder right now. Um, who is going to get that extra spot, especially with Tyrone, or specifically with Tyrone Taylor not being uh, healthy currently? Uh, Tyler Naquin is making a case. Um, also, Owen Miller, Wisconsin native, who the Brewers acquired from Cleveland, making a case. Has played some center field in the spring training. Um, I'm probably giving the nod to Naquin right now. Is where I I'd probably so. be leaning. I mean, he's played pretty well this spring. Um, really surprising, I guess, in the sense of just a, a beneficiary kind of what we're talking about um, with some so many of the guys being gone in the infield for the World Baseball Classic. Mike Brasso's hit five spring training home runs. <laughs> right. And I saw that today. I'm like, you know, I, I get my text alerts and, and whatever. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, you see, oh, of course he did. Yep. But then he did it today. I'm like, that's a few for him now. And then I looked at, uh, I saw Twitter. It's like, that's his team leading fifth home run this spring yeah. training. That's ridiculous. I mean, good for him. Right. That's not a negative on him, but just, I wouldn't have had that on my bingo card. Nope. Nope. That of been, being the that leader. the last guy you would think. I mean, I would have maybe thought, I mean, just because you think of guys who are going to have extended games, I would have thought maybe... Sal Freilich, although he was in playing for Italy, so maybe Joey Weimer. Right, I would have thought maybe mm-hmm. um, he had a bomb the other day. I don't know if you saw. No, I did on, not. on social media, he hit one to left center that I don't think it's landed yet. No, um, like like the one at 
the Fox City Stadium that he mm-hmm. walk off Grand Slam we watched. Yeah, almost identical. Just same, just big mm-hmm. launch, big fly. I love watching Joey Weimer. Yeah, the flow, the flow, the the curly blonde right. mullet slash just long, yeah, whatever. Um, so that's that's our Brewers talk. We'll have probably I think we'll have more on that next week as we lean into. Uh, opening day next week, but just kind of giving that update. Um, as we're sitting here, Mike Trout just struck out. Uh, Mookie Betts is on first base. It's three to one in the top of the fifth one out. Tying around the plate and Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, one of the other things I loved about this Team USA roster, just real quick before we wrap mm-hmm. up baseball, has been just how much they've kind of come together as a lineup even and put together some late games. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... Just the lineup itself is stacked. Mookie, Trout, Goldschmidt, Arenado. That's your first four. Trey Turner's batting ninth. Right. Um, that's probably not baseball talk for the people, though. Mm-hmm. Um, Bucks. Bucks continue winning. I mean, kind of in that dead span here, like I said uh, last week about, you know, your college basketball is kind of the focus. Mm-hmm. Bucks probably have about a week and two weeks before the end of the season. Before the playoffs start, you know, kind of hope that number one seed in the NBA just to get home court for the finals. But if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yep. It's one of those things. And yeah, that's pretty much about it for Bucks, right? Just staying healthy, get to the playoffs. That's yep. where you're at right now. Keep Giannis healthy. That's all that matters. Ideally, all three. I mean. Right. Giannis. I, f- I feel like Giannis is, of course, the most, most important. But I feel like this team could still do very well if he did get end up getting hurt. But let's hope not and that everybody's healthy through the whole thing. Now, 11 games left in the remaining season for the Bucs. Uh, they, the regular season wraps up on April 9th for them. They'll have a, a away game against the Raptors. The regular season finale at the Fiserv uh, will be April 7th against Memphis who should have their point guard back. That's what I'm going to say on that one. You think so? I doubt it. I think his suspension will be up by then. No, I doubt it. I doubt he comes back this year. He had a really short suspension. That's that's what I know. Yeah. yeah. Let's not even get into that. Um, anyway, so I know that Sean and I kind of had talked about NCAA tournaments. Uh, my bracket took a huge hit Sunday. Oh, mine's horrible. So, um. My champion is still alive. I so had the Houston Cougars. Uh, really just a wild opening th- Week- four days. Yeah, weekend. The first, the round of 64 and the round of 32. Obviously highlighted by the Farley Dickinson upset of Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it. You know, I, I had been saying, and I, I think I said it on here, that I felt like this year could be one of those 16 beats of one. I didn't pick any of them right. just because there's not one to pick. But, you know, the Purdue loss didn't really hurt, you know, hurt my bracket personally. Mm-hmm. I didn't have them going that far. I didn't believe in them. Right. They were as much of a fraud as number one can be. Um, So only two number ones are left because Kansas went down over the weekend as well. Uh, they at least made it to the round of 32, but yep. they end up losing um, in their round of 32 games. So all that's left is Alabama and Houston. So Marquette lost. Marquette has lost. They got upset by Michigan State in the round of 32, which was an incredible game. I mean, just Tom Izzo is one of the greatest coaches oh. 
he ever. Does, he doesn't get the credit because of him with Roy Williams and Coach Roy, K yeah. and Jay Wright, Jim Beheim, Beheim, Bo Ryan, even in the same yeah. conference. He just he doesn't get the credit that he should be getting. Yeah, absolutely. And the guy is just incredible. Has had has his team peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. Martin, Michigan State looked dangerous, right? On uh, well, Friday too, but Sunday specifically, where they, I wouldn't want to play him right now. No. Um, also losing an opening round that was a bigger upset. Virginia lost to Furman, the fourteenth or thirteen four matchup. Uh, the Furman Paladins. Right. Uh, that was a bigger upset. Would Princeton beat? Princeton beat number two seed Arizona and then yeah. won their uh, second round game as well. So they are going to Sweet 16, the Princeton Tigers. It's been, again, a phenomenal tournament if you like chaos, if you don't have really a big you know rooting interest in it. Right. Um, for the betters out there, you know, I know... If you, I, you know, we said it last week. If you would have bet one of the twelve, actually none of the twelve seeds won. Right, the first year since first. 2018 that there was obviously aside from 2020 because there wasn't a tournament. Mm-hmm. But um, the first year since 2018 that a 12 seed did not beat a five, but you had a 15 beat a two, you had a 13 beat a four, and you had a 16 beat a one. Right. Um. And I, I really do think that might happen more going forward. Right. It's it's getting to the point where. You get the oh son of a gun, three zero yeah three zero fastball right down the middle pop up, all right and I f- I feel like college basketball is getting to the point where yes you do have these stacked teams, but I feel like anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Yeah, especially with NIL mm-hmm. kind of being able to spread the talent more. I think this is really kind of the first payoff you're seeing from it i mean we right. saw a little bit in in the fall with college football with um with cincinnati the first group of five school getting mm-hmm. into the playoff mm-hmm. and i think we're going to continue seeing that i think that's great for the sport and for college sports as a whole because it, it kind of spreads the talent out a little bit more yep. you don't have to go to alabama for football or duke or kentucky for basketball but that's another upset. I mean, granted, Duke was a five. They won their first opening round game. Um, but they got upset by Tennessee, at least a betting upset mm-hmm. anyway, um, in the four or five matchup on the round 32 on Saturday. But one of those, like I said, it's just one of those um, where you don't have to go to one of those schools. You can go to a Cincinnati. You can go to a Marquette or even, you know, again, this kind of opens the door for those mid-majors. Saying, hey, look what you know, look what Farley Dickinson did. Look what Florida Atlantic is in the mm-hmm. is in the Sweet 16 or Princeton is in the Sweet 16. You have two mid-majors, and that's just first two I thought of. Right. Um, that are playing in the Sweet 16. You have Houston, who by no means is a mid-major, but kind of one of those smaller schools out there. Yep. You'll have I mean, really, that's the extent of it. Gonzaga is kind of their own beast at this point. They play in a, a mid-major type conference, but um, by no means are they a mid-major no, anymore. They're but even, yeah, they're not even close anymore. But you look at the Sweet 16. You've got UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn, Arkansas. Arkansas, number eight seed in the Sweet 16. Xavier, Texas, Miami, Houston, Kansas State. Kansas State was a three seed this year. 
Uh, Michigan State, FAU, Tennessee, Creighton. Yeah, Creighton. Not technically a mid-major, but again, has that kind of... Doug Doug McDermott, Dougie Buckets. San Diego State's in the Sweet 16. They're technically, I think, a mid-major by all definitions. They're just outside, mm-hmm. I think, that group of five. But you Darvish going to the bullpen. Okay. I think he's going to be the closer. Would appear that way. Anyway. So I think I've seen something about it that either him or Shohei was going to... Close, close the game the out game. if Japan's up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a great tournament. I mean, basketball all weekend long, and between this show and our uh, Back to the Roots show that I'll have with Justin tomorrow, I'm sure we'll talk plenty about it there as well. Um, high school basketball, Wisconsin had state boys tournament over the weekend. Did not catch as many of the games as I thought I would, yeah. uh, but also shout out to the school that is about two, three blocks away, the Pure Redbirds. Bring home the D1 championship. First 30 and 0 season, wasn't it? First 30 and 0 uh, season in Wisconsin history. So shout out to the the, the Pure Redbirds. Um, I'd have to look through the rest of the, the champions. Yeah, so I don't want to go through any more. But um, so that we'll have more of that coverage on Back to the Roots. And really, I think that's we got Bucks. We did Brewers. Badgers, like I said, they're playing currently. Um, just kind of an early update on that game as we go through. A little live reaction. At the 16-14 mark in that game, it is 4-2 Ducks. Leo sure. Badgers. Um, so early score there. And just yeah. kind of in that, that fun state, which brings us back to the Green Bay Packers, who made a... I guess they didn't make the announcement, no, but a huge uh, franchise-shifting pr- uh, media appearance was made last week, as we had talked about. And that being that the franchise quarterback, the four-time MVP, the Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, COVID survivor, Aaron Rodgers, does not plan to return to the Green Bay Packers, but does intend to play for the Jets. Uh, trade deal has not come through yet. Uh, just, I guess, it sounds like, you know, depending on which reports you believe, it's either imminent or it's pretty far away. It's, there's really, you know, it's kind of that gray area of, of sports. Where is it jockeying for an extra pick or a compensation or kind of getting some of the the details of that compensation pick? Or, you know, whatever the, the holdup is. Um I guess kind of restarting, Sean, just to kind of go through it. Aaron Rodgers first. He did appear on the Pat McAfee show uh, last Wednesday, not Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers Wednesday last week. And did say that he initially had intended. He was about 90% retire, 10% play. Um, came out of the darkness retreat and came to find out that the Packers were trying to shop him around and didn't communicate that with him. And we're doing it seemingly at a time where they knew he wouldn't have his, his phone. Right. Um, and from there, he came out of the darkness actually wanting to play. And the Packers apparently, and I guess in no uncertain words said that they wanted to move on. Um, there's a lot more to it. So I don't want to, put words in anybody's mouth you know you can right. check out the interview with the rogers on mm-hmm. youtube you can see a lot of the reports you know the team hasn't directly spoken on it but 
if you kind of read between the lines and what has been said by Mark Murphy or yeah, different anybody anybody that in the in that front office, you should say. So, stuff has been said without being said. You can kind of connect the dots on it. So, Sean, I guess just kind of I you know going back to your noogie earlier. I know you had given it to the Packers front office. So I guess I want to start with you on that of, of where you're know you're kind of coming from and and what your thoughts on the whole situation are. My my thoughts are it should already be done or whenever the announcement was made, that should have been, oh, I already got traded type thing mm-hmm. instead of, oh, my God. Now we're sitting here waiting to see what we can get for him because I feel like now we have no leverage. We don't. The Packers don't. I feel like the Packers have no leverage. Really, I feel like the Packers have all the leverage. Why? I, I'm guessing. Kind of curious on why you think they don't. I mean, they they, they know the guy doesn't want to play for him. I guess right. But... They know he doesn't want to play for him. So are they really going to get everything that they can out of this? Well, he, the flip side of that, Sean, just. I think they have all the leverage because he's still under contract for them. He can choose to retire and they don't get compensation, but the jets have to make a move because they've waited. And that's been their quote unquote move. Jimmy G's off the market. Derek Carr's off the market. Basically anybody who's really a starter, unless you are again, you know, we talked about the options last week. You can try to outbid the Ravens for uh, Lamar Jackson. If that's the route you want to go. I don't think it's a terrible route to go if I'm being honest. Right. I, but because if you're if you're going right now, you're the Jets GM. Are you going for Aaron Rodgers or are you going for Lamar Jackson? If you because you're probably going to pay him about the same amount of money. Yeah, it, that's kind of the the ultimate question is, you know, what do you? I think because Jackson's a restricted free agent. He is. So with how his his restricted. Um, or unrestricted franchise state. I don't remember the exact verbiage. Some... But the gist of it is that he is technically a free agent where he can negotiate with teams, but the Ravens have a chance to, to match. And if the Ravens choose to match, he's a Raven. Right. And that's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no counter offering. So, you know, we actually saw this happen to the Packers with Allen Robinson a couple years ago, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, where, no, not Robinson, Kyle Fuller. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, with the Bears, where the Packers had agreed to an offer sheet, signed the offer sheet, and the Bears matched it, and he's automatically then a Bear. Um, I'm kind of surprised that this doesn't occur more, because I think there's actually a lot more benefits to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially given the Lamar Jackson situation, I think it kind of gives you a fresh negotiating standpoint where, you know, you can kind of say, you know, let's just use the Falcons because the Falcons were one of those teams that were kind of interested in him before mm-hmm. making a move. Let's say the Falcons want to, you know, you've been going back and forth with Lamar because he's his own agent. Right. You can say, hey, you know, negotiate whatever deal you want. We'll match it. You know, figure it out. Right. See what you can get out there. Make it happen. Um, I think it's kind of, I guess it's kind of shitty, I guess, in the sense of, you know, letting other teams do the work. And if that's the kind of the handshake agreement you have with the player or whatever, but, or their agent, but at the same time, I mean, you get that opportunity where, you know, you can go out there and a team can make a better deal Mm -hmm. and they can either drive up price for the guy. And, you know, in this case, let's use the jets. If they believe, 
Lamar Jackson, they can go make him their franchise quarterback, pay him whatever they want to pay him. And from the sound of it, because Lamar's been doing his own negotiating, he could say, yeah, that's not what the Jets offer, or that's not what the Ravens offer. It sounds like I'm coming here. And then the Ra- I guess if the Ravens match, you still have Rodgers in the back pocket, but... I, I don't know. I just I don't feel like they have any any leverage on anything because he could just up and just say, well, you already know he doesn't want to play for the Packers. So I don't know. see it. That, that's I thought that I thought that the team has the ultimate leverage because there's technically I mean, he doesn't want to play here. So if he holds out and doesn't come to practice or whatever, that doesn't count for his deal. So he can retire, which again you don't get the compensation for it, but is what it is. I think you know if the team, I guess I'm kind of you know for whatever reason I have taking what he said last week pretty literally, where he doesn't have the hard feelings towards some people in the office, mm-hmm. in front office. I feel like if they couldn't get a deal done, I feel like he still would have a decent enough relationship with them to um, renegotiate his deal to retire. You think so? I don't know. I feel like he would. I don't know. He kind of threw everybody. I think the big thing, I, I talked about this last week a little bit, but I think the big thing would be, and why I feel for the guy, I guess, in the sense, but at the same time, I mean, it's business. So there's kind of two ways to look at it. But the part that bothers me at the front office is if you, you know, if you look back to 2021, this is what the whole thing was about, right? It was about either moving on from a guy and not doing right by them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys who lived for the city, lived for the G, as Roger said in his, his interview. Um, yeah, so now Shohei Otani going out to the bullpen, possibly to, you know, it's either going to be him or you Darvish if they go in the late innings with the lead, maybe both. Anyway, um, so you talk about a guy who who felt different people getting jaded by the front office, not necessarily getting to go out on their terms, not you know being rewarded for what they did for the city, for the team, for the organization, for the locker room, et cetera. And that was the one of the big gripes. And then not having the transparency of you know what moves are coming. And then to kind of go back to that then, you end up waiting, you know, assuming what we heard was true. Cause I don't, you know, I think the Packers would have came out or somebody would have leaked a source out saying that they didn't tell him that they wanted him back. Right. You know, they, they allegedly told him before he left green Bay after the Detroit lions loss, take the time, you know, do what you gotta do. Um, you know, make your decision. Also apparently knowing that he was doing this cause he talked about, he booked this mm-hmm. last year. So where I kind of get lost in, you know, I wanted, I wish I could know what the actual truth is because there's what one side says, there's what the other side yeah. says, and there's the truth probably in the middle. Is what that conversation was? Did Roger say that he was leaning retirement going into it? Did he communicate that, or did he truthfully just say, you know, this is, you know, I'm, I'm glad I have the open door and was at the end of the conversation, right? If that's the case which again, we have no reports saying that it wasn't. And we do have reports coming out last week prior to him going on Pat McAfee saying the team was ready to wait for the draft before, you know, with a decision. Yeah. 
that, that I I just feel like that didn't wouldn't make any sense. I don't think it would either, but that's a hell of a weird league to make for the team if that's the case. Right. I mean, you can kind of say that, you know, that you said, yeah, you know, we'll wait, but it doesn't appear that way. No. Given, you know, what he said last week. So to have that come out, I think it was actually after. Or no, before. Before what he said on, on Pat McAfee. Like I said, it's just a hell of a uh, a leak to come out. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I guess in, in the sense, and I know, you know, like I said, sports is a business. I understand that. I get it. But to sit here and, and you know, I get that they have to kind of do their due diligence. If you believe the guys are going to retire, you can kind of take some of those phone calls. But I don't think you should be the ones initiating, I guess, if that's the case, where if you don't have that firm decision, if you allegedly have this this farther out deadline then that's where i kind of lose it it's like okay so you know the guy's doing this you know where he's gone for the better part of a week Mm -hmm. and that's when you decide to start making moves on on the future without you know kind of saying it and then the whole thing was security you know you signed that deal last off season that should have been the security for how the contract structure was yeah and then if you're the one pulling the trigger on moving on, I don't know. I, you know, I, I came across a perspective today. I want to sh- uh, shout out Lockdown Packers podcast, uh, Peter Bukowski, co-founder of The Leap, who phenomenal daily podcast. I had never listened to it before today, mm. but I saw on Twitter that he was coming off the top rope. And I'm like, oh, well, I got to check this out. Listen to it on my lunch break. It's only about a half hour per day. It's a daily podcast. Half hour, 40 minutes or so. Very digestible. Um, talked about really, you know, and it really made a lot of sense to me of the whole thing with the episode is you had to be there. I'm like, okay, you know, I click on it and start listening. And for Aaron Rodgers fans and Packer fans, I guess, as a whole, um, kind of looking at the differences of where the organization was when he got drafted, you had a guy in Brett Favre who wanted to play here. And the front office moved on mm-hmm. after the whole retirement on retirement thing. And I guess that's kind of the, one of the main differences. The guy, you know, Rogers technically, I guess, doesn't want to be here anymore. But his whole career, for so long in his career, up until maybe two years ago, you were defending Aaron Rodgers. It was, you know, when he got drafted, Packers don't need a quarterback. You're defending the pick. You're, you know, mm-hmm. he's young. You know, he didn't necessarily have a choice. Whatever. Oh, wait, comes around. Five retires. They anoint Aaron Rodgers as the next guy. Which pretty much Aaron Rodgers was in his right final con- final contract year for fifth year at that time, too. Uh, I don't think the fifth year was a thing yet. So he was still in it. So technically it was in his final year of his con- his rookie rookie deal, right? I'd have to look when at he, how the when CBA he got his, went. When he got his first start? He was a first starter as his fourth year. But I don't think... I think rookie contracts prior to 2010 were different. I think it was a longer deal. Okay. Because I don't think it had that four-year with fifth-year option structure until t- the, t- the labor dispute 2010, 2011. I'd have to look at that a little further. Okay. But, but it's, it's kind of weird that that's what it's... If that might not be the case, but just looking at it... Just the parallels. Yeah, absolutely. Just the parallels of everything. Going to the Jets. Right. But 
so kind of continuing with that. So then, okay, Rodgers is a starter. That's a, a decision made by the organization. They believe in him. You're defending that pick. And then you, you know, Favre goes to the Vikings, or he goes to the Jets first, has a pretty decent year, missed out of the playoffs, goes to the Vikings, and they're NFC North champions, playing in the NFC Championship game against the Saints. Rodgers gets the team to the playoff game, gets face-masked, and they lose in the opening round out in Arizona. So he wins the Super Bowl, finally gets some of that that love after five years of being drafted. Six years, actually six years going on, six mm-hmm, years of being mm-hmm. drafted. Finally gets that embrace of Packer fans. 2011 happens, 2012, defense is abysmal. You know, and in the 2014 season where they lose in Seattle, you know, the defense is, okay, yep, the, the defense let them down. You know, the, the Seahawks went down the field in, what, two plays or three plays, I think, in that overtime game. Mm-hmm. Even 2016, they're on the table year. Uh, second play of overtime, they lose because Larry Fitzgerald went 80 yards yep. or 75 yards, whatever it was. Um, on the first play, it was like a two-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers never touches the ball. And then... So you're okay. Yep, the defense let him down again. Aaron Rodgers doesn't play defense, blah, blah. And it's just, you know, you look at those years where they're getting beat by Kaepernick. Okay, well, Kaepernick's running for 300 yards against the Packers defense. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't put up 50 points in the playoff game, he's not going to win. And then that ultimately kind of gets you to 2019, where they lose to San Francisco. Um, kind of a, you know, a down year for Rodgers. I mean, it's still a very good year. Mm-hmm. But it was that kind of that down year that okay that led to the Jordan Love pick in 2020, and then the whole world shuts down, and then Aaron Rodgers starts going on Pat McAfee's show, and again you know all these people who have been anti Aaron Rodgers from the start who, I mean Green Bay was so divided for so long on the guy, and then you get this different perspective on Aaron Rodgers. I think you know. And, you know, gave a lot of fans to him, but it also took a lot away. Yeah, I agree with you that way. Um, and not, again, you know, it, that's a personal choice, whether you're, you know, whatever side of that you're on. If mm-hmm. you, you know, if you loved him more because he was going on that show and and being honest and kind of, you know, firing back after, what, at that point, like 14 years of, or f- even more than that, 15, 16 years of being quiet, just kind of, you know, living with whatever anybody wanted to say about him being quiet about it, and then kind of finally turning the script on people. And really, I think is it was a big part of the player power movement in the NFL. Mm. I mean, because at that, when he, when you think about it, he goes on that scorched earth press conference after 2021, the whole contract negotiations, well, is he going to retire or whatever situation with the draft? And everything kind of went out with that we've really kind of started hearing more about the players feeling disrespected by the front office. Tyreek Hill even mm-hmm. saying that he didn't feel respected by the front office and they just kind of let him, I mean, I know he got traded, but basically letting him walk to Miami. But it, it doesn't make any sense because otherwise you'd have Patrick Mahomes and Jason, or not Jason Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey coming out and saying same stuff. You know, maybe it, you do, maybe you don't. Because they're still there. They're still in the building. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to, I think, until you leave the building, 
But but you also got to look at it. Zadarius Smith. Here's another guy. Had everything bad to say about the Packers front office. Now he's saying everything the same thing about the Vikings front office. That's true. I, so I definitely I, give you I, that. I think you you can blame the front office, but sometimes it's players too. Sure. Players just. I feel. I don't want to. Wide receiver, running back. Skill players. Huh? Yeah. The skill players. Are very easily replaceable. Sure. I feel. The same same thing I think Austin Eckler's kind of screwing himself, wanting a trade out of um San not LA. LA. And same with Derek Derrick Henry now too. Just because there's so many you got a what six year running back career? Give or take, Give if you're or lucky. Ta- I mean, you just look at Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott. Just got cut by the Cowboys. Going to get cut. He hasn't got cut yet. I thought he did. No, didn't get cut yet. Okay. But, I mean, just you just got to look at all those guys. It's like they got a five, six-year window. That's all they have. Yeah, and I guess specifically with the Eckler thing, I don't blame him, I guess. You know, I, I'll never blame a player for wanting to go chase the bag, right? No. Especially for him, given his rise that he's had, really since Melvin Gordon kind of did the same thing, mm-hmm. held out on a franchise tag deal and and wanted, you know, to be paid for the talent that he had and within that system. Austin Eckler is the 13th best paid running back in coming off Basically, I think back to back seasons where he's been the best, one of the best stat backs, right? In all around the NFL. backs. Um, Derrick Henry, I, th- I, I think is a little bit different because I think he just got paid, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, a year, year or so ago. But so I definitely think that's a little bit of a different situation. But but I feel like Tennessee's rebuilding and they're just wanting to get rid of all their money and everything that way. Right. Absolutely. So I think on the one side, like I said, I'm, I'm always going to say that players should chase, you know, either championships or money in the limited time that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're not in a good situation, by all means, I think they should have some, you know, some say and be honest. I, you know, I would love to know, what actually happens because I think we've seen a very much a pattern of, you know, especially with the Packers front office, um, that kind of that old, the Patriot way of getting rid of a guy a year too early instead of a year mm-hmm. too late. And, you know, for some perspective, I think that is the right case. I think with, especially like you said, the skill players with such limited career windows, or whatever, but I do think Aaron Rodgers onto something too, where there's been a lot of guys who I think deserved maybe at least some some transparency right. situation, right? Like, I mean, I would say that Jordy Nelson, mm-hmm. you know, if, you know, if you're saying, Hey, you know, we're going to move on and cause he was a free agent. Yeah. You know, or did he get cut? Did he get released by the Packers or did he, I think was he unrestricted? Might've got released. I think you're right. But, and again, I don't know what that, that conversation went or how that went. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he was the one. Cause I, I think that was kind of right around the same time that he wanted out anyway, because he kind of quit on McCarthy. Right. Um, during the 2017 season when Rogers was hurt and Brett Hundley was 
being Brett Hundley. But I don't know. I think I think you should be in position sometimes where you get that transparency. A guy who won you, who, you know, was part of a huge Super Bowl run and was part of some, you know, the 2014 team and in all those seasons of being that top guy. You know, yes, he's replaceable, but mm-hmm. I, I think you at least can have the open conversation. Yeah. And not saying that didn't happen, but from all... Or maybe he wanted more money and the Packers weren't willing to give it to him, too. I mean, it's, sure, it's all about that, too. So, but just, I would love to know the conversations that happen. Because I think the front office comes out of this not looking great. I think a lot of fans are going to come out of this not looking great on both sides. Mm-hmm. Because um, I know it's been... I, I hate Packers Twitter. I really do, Sean. Yeah, and Packer fans. I know I say that a lot, but I really, really do. Um, which kind of a late noogie here in the show. The anti-Pat McAfee train lately from Green Bay Packers fans is oh really bewildering me. So Pat, I guess allegedly, and I I, I say a kind of as a joke, you know, with mm-hmm, allegedly, mm-hmm. but also. Uh, Packer fans accusing him of blanketing them or blanket blocking Packer fans who had tweeted to him about stuff uh, or just, you know, mentioned the Packers in tweets or had anything linked to the Packers, had added the Packers. He's just blocking people. Hmm. Allegedly. Again. Why? It doesn't make. I get it from. Again, I'm not saying that's the case because I bet what's happening is one of two things. One, it's probably been a lot of negative. Right. Since last week. And he was saying that Gutekunst isn't a G- good GM, which you can take or leave. I, you know, that's an opinion. Right. Um, Pat McAfee has always been very pro player, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I I think one of the reasons his show is so successful, aside from the fact that him and, and the guys are really funny and they've gotten great interviews with is, with players. But part of that is because he is a you know former player and it's not the traditional media sense where they can feel more comfortable in an interview, let the guard down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the X's and O's per se. It's going to be a little bit of a more fun interview, but I think it's a very player friendly atmosphere. You can have fun with the interviews and not have to worry. Right. And, you know, even Adam Thielen letting him break his, his contract news over the weekend, him going to the Panthers. Right. Um, I think think says a lot because it, again, the, just a player empowerment that we were kind of talking about a few minutes ago. Um, and it's fun. It's low pressure. And it's a guy who kind of understands who's been in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, walked away on his own accord from the, the injuries with his legs and his back. But, and, and the thing is he doesn't need it. He doesn't need anything. No, he would have, I mean, he made a decent, life-changing amount of money playing mm-hmm. it wasn't as much as say a quarterback or no, receiver or whatever no, but he's he's not like a guy like who do i even wanna jeff janice no no like a brought like a analyst guy oh sure like a greg uh, olson yeah tony romo right well romo made boohoo bucks but yeah but he's not like a guy that way i mean he he knows he knows the game Pretty much as well as any of those guys. Sure. But doesn't want to be those guys. He just wants to be the... He wants to have fun with his friends and right. and do it his way. And it's been very successful. <laughs> I don't think people realize how big that show actually is. There were, 
I think there was over 400,000 people watching. When Aaron Rodgers was on, it was 450,000, almost 500,000 on a, on a single YouTube live stream because they don't have, they're not on Sirius XM anymore. They're not on any TV station aside from like the, the live Mm -hmm. broadcast during college football games occasionally, but like the Manning cast. Right. Um, But yeah, 50 or 500,000 people going to YouTube. And sitting there watching it. You have the people who pay memberships to YouTube and to have that, you know, some exclusive mm-hmm. content and stuff and have the McAfee membership, whatever it's called. It, it's, yeah, it's incredible. And again, and it's all been built in what, four years? Uh, five I want to say five and change. You start with Barstool, I think it's 2018, 2017, somewhere in there. Um, but actually, he started kind of organically on the Bob and Tom show mm-hmm. when he was in Indianapolis as a player. Right. And then from there, again, truly just built organically. Yeah, he's had opportunities that maybe we haven't had on this show. Right. But that comes with the territory. But he's a he former also, NFL player. <laughs> he also took those opportunities and ran with them. Yeah. I mean, you talk about Barstool. Goes from Barstool, has a um, Westwood One show on CBS Sports. Then he goes and says, I don't want to do the terrestrial radio. There's too many limitations. I'm going to do Sirius and YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he has the WWE side thing. He has college game day. He's done an NFL game for Fox. He's been part of ESPN, like the Manning cast. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the guy has had an incredible rise. And I get because, you know, he had Aaron Rodgers on. He was the quarterback of the Packers. I get that there's going to be some kind of hurt feelings over it. I don't. It's not excusable. No. But like, I get that people are going to Twitter and be stupid. Yeah. Every everybody says anything on on behind the screen. But at the same time, I mean, I just the the turn. So I, I think he blocked a lot of people who were probably saying some negative shit, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't say anything that bad." Right. And then I think there was probably part of it where it's just like, you know what? I'm getting enough negative crap from it where maybe some people didn't deserve to be blocked per se, but you're getting enough negative crap from it. Why not kind of go through and mm-hmm. just be like, yeah, I don't need to deal with this. I'm right. I, I, I wouldn't No, I would love to kind of go, just go nuclear and, mm-hmm. and block people at random like that. Um, then he, the whole situation over the weekend as well, there's another uh, person reaching out to the Colts who there was, I'm going to get the situation so wrong, so I'm going to be very careful. But I believe there was a person in the, like a community in Indianapolis whose father died and was a huge fan or died suddenly. And one of the reporters was trying to reach out to the Colts and Pat McAfee and try to, you know, um, use on the online presence. And then Pat McAfee ac- allegedly accidentally blocked him. Oh. What Pat says, he it was an accident. He was just trying to mute the conversation because he didn't love the way the guy went about it right or at least from how he perceived it um and then upon further he's like yeah you know i'm gonna help him out i'm gonna and people are like oh he's just doing that because he got caught like no right it it i you know i can say there's bad ways to go about things and and if you think the guy's just using your name for clout and not i guess you know kind of quick skimming something I can see how that would accidentally happen or, if you're or he's got or he's got somebody on a social media team where anytime something gets mentioned it, it's all his phone is just set up to block 
I mean, yeah. there's so many different ways that this could, everything could go. But, and at the end of the day, I mean, the guy's a, he's human, right? Like, I mean, he again, might, you he know, might, to deal might, with have been, shit. might have been on some edibles and, or what is he? What is he called? Vitamins. 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 Sorry, taking the vitamins before the kid comes along. And, right. But no, I I give him, you know. I give a guy a pass for not wanting to do a negative shit right. and, or feel like, you know, you're getting used for your name or he probably deals with so much negative negativity in his, in his day that is mentioned and stuff. And I, I'm sure I would, I mean, I would, I'm going to say, I would love to have that platform, but at the same time, I know I'd hate it. Right. I would hate it because I, you know, I get annoyed when, you know, I got it in a Twitter, like, not argument, but just a conversation about the whole, the, about that situation. And I'm saying, yeah, the guy's allowed to do whatever he wants. It's his account. Right. <laughs> and, you know, defending it in the sense of, yeah, you know, I, I get, you know, maybe you don't love the fact he just started blocking Packer people, but I'm sure there's a lot of Packer people saying negative shit. And especially criticizing him for not loving Gudekinst and the front office and very on brand stuff. I mean, this isn't surprising. No. Because nobody really was a Gudenkins hire. Did everybody like it to begin with? I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I didn't. I just I didn't mean, expect it. I was expecting we, Elliot Wolf. Yeah, we were expecting Elliot Wolf, and that didn't happen. So, I feel like everybody hasn't really liked him. Not really. Shouldn't say hasn't liked him since the beginning, but he's been on the out since the beginning. So this is kind of just. Of course, he wants his own. That because that was first year twenty twenty was when they drafted Jordan Love, and that was Gudenkin's first. Now he was around year? for a little bit, yeah, was already. He? I think that had occurred. I want to say, yeah, no, actually, probably would have been about the time because Ted Thompson was still kind of calling the shots. Right. So I mean, he, so maybe twenty nineteen. He doesn't. He wants his own regime in there, and his he drafted that quarterback. Drafted Jordan Love. He wants to see what see what Jordan Love can do. I mean, it's pretty much what it's now. While we're talking Jordan Love, I gotta say, and I don't think he'll ever get enough credit for handling this whole thing. Right. Um, you know, and just like Aaron Rodgers didn't get enough credit for mm-hmm. handling the Favre situation, Jordan Love's not gonna get enough credit for get enough credit for this whole thing, uh, especially when the guy's winning two MVPs in the you know, three years you're here Mm -hmm. and, you know, just already stepping up. I mean, he hasn't, I mean, he's basically been named the starter. Yep. He's having Watson and Dobbs and Aaron Jones come out and say, Hey, let's work out. Um, and let's, you know, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw with my guys instead of just throw in general. Yep. Um, or the guys who are going to be my guys coming up this season. So, that just kind of puts an exclamation point on on him handling things. Just his character. Oh, absolutely. About the whole thing. Um, I'm sure it probably hasn't been easy. I know there's been a lot of talk about you know either his ability or lack thereof from perception from one regular season start and a handful of either mop up duty or preseason games where you're playing base vanilla offense anyway mm-hmm. um but you know what I, I like i said i give the guys so much credit for 
coming in a situation he truly had no say in. Um, he, you know, he's a first, oh, you know, first round draft pick, and he he wasn't even suited up for most of the games his rookie year. Tim Boyle is the backup quarterback, right? So he was just sitting in the room, just studying film, and another comparison to Rodgers because the Rodgers' first year was Clark Null. True. Um, time really is a flat circle, right? But it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy the similarities with everything. But because it's what 20, 20, almost twenty years apart. Uh, no, it would have been 18. 18. 18 years. Rodgers was drafted 05, going in the 05-06 season, and Jordan Love was drafted 2019. Now we're going in 2023 so, season. So here's my question for you. I just This just popped in my head. Do you think the only reason he's coming back to play is just to prove everybody wrong? Aaron? Yeah. Or Because we all know that he said 90% he was ready to retire. Then he read all this stuff, and now he wanted wants to play. Is it just a from how he spoke last week? And I'm gonna be again not knowing because he kind of mm-hmm. told us that since going into Friday, I thought for sure when he went on that at noon uh, last Wednesday, he had a Super Bowl ring on. I'm like he's retired. Right. Like, I, no I thought I thought mind. the same thing. I'm like here we go. He's I mean, the decision's already made, yada yada. And do you do you think AJ and Pat knew? AJ said he or he at the end of the interview, Aaron said that AJ knew for since that two um like the Tuesday before. Hmm. Um that that was going to be the case. So he held it for about a week. Um I don't think Pat did. I truly don't think Pat yeah, did. Yeah, Pat's reaction was um but so to kind of go back to yep, my first question. The first question. Um from how I I interpret what he said that day was that when he went in the darkness, yes, he was 90% mm-hmm. retire, 10% stay. So the plan was the when he booked it the year before, after the 2022 or 2021-2022 season, um that that was kind of the goal. It was win world or win Super Bowl. Retire or mm-hmm. go to playoffs, retire. So 2022, 2023 comes along, ends up not being the case, as we all know. Um, and then he made a very, he said he made a point of one of the days was, okay, what's life going to be like when I retire or if I retire right now? Or what's life going to be like if I play another year? So he said that he, I think he said he came out before even finding that out mm-hmm. that he was planning on playing. I thought he said he was going to retire. No. Going in, he was 90-10. Coming out, he was feeling good. And then the Packers whole thing really spurned him on. And really said, mm-hmm. well, bleep you then. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how I interpret it. I could, you know, if, if that was the case of how you said where he was, he came out and was leaning. Because I don't think it would have been a huge deal. I think, I think all he would have wanted from again perception of what he said happened would be where if they would have said yeah we're planning on moving on i think he would have went in the darkness and said yeah i'm gonna retire mm-hmm. i really do i really think that so i do think it's probably kind of like a chip i don't think that helped the situation no i don't think it did at all but i think he might have kind of came out of that you know looking to play already and then finding this out and then that really amped things up mm-hmm Whereas again, I think if you say, yeah, we're you know kind of at the point where we we need to move to Jordan and 
that's the way it's going to be, I think he probably would have made that peace with retiring in the, in yep. the darkness. Because if he was already leaning that way, thinking he he had the the time, I think that would have been the case personally. Yeah. And that, that's where, and that's honestly why I put so much weight into what he said. Because I, you know, you can say he loves his ego, you can say whatever. He's never really been a liar. No, not really. I mean, you can say he misled the media with the whole immunized versus vaccinated thing. We kind of see how that's played out anyway. But um, I don't have a huge issue with, I know, again, and and no one's really disputed. There's been no leaks that that was anything except the case. Really, the only leak that we've kind of gotten even this week was that Peter King hypothesizing that had he said he would be 100% in and came to OTAs or something like that, he probably would have been welcomed back with open arms, mm-hmm. but no one goes to OTAs. Right. He was going to them much longer than most people in his position would anyway. Right. And then he stopped, and the timing didn't line up very nice for his for his uh, his mm-hmm. side of things. Mm-hmm. But the same, I don't blame the guy for not going to OTA. I mean, no. a little bit maybe last offseason when you have... Yeah, when you got two rookie receivers. Two, three, including yeah. Torre. But, I, you know, when you're planning on having a Sammy Watkins and you're ha- planning on uh, Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, I don't put a whole lot of weight into that. Alan Lazard finally signed his contract now, too? What I'd ask? have to look. I believe it's official. Um, as of late last week. Because who do we all lose so far? Tunyon, Tunyon went to the Tunyon's Bears. Tunyon went to the Bears. Lazard is with the Jets. Lowry, uh, Lowry went to the Vikings. Yep, Dean Lowry's with the Vikings. Jaron Reed's with the Seahawks. Um, and the only one we've signed is that safety. No, we have Keyshawn Nixon back. Oh, yeah, Keyshawn Nixon. We have Corey Ballantyne back. We have Rudy Ford back. And then free agent. They did add a free agent safety. I can't remember his some name. ward. Uh, no, I think it was Tavarius Murray, or more maybe Tavarius Moore. I think so. From uh, San Francisco. So, oh, and the long snapper from the Rams. We have a long snapper. That was actually the first move aside from Keyshawn Nixon. Which, why the hell not? You yeah, know? why not? Um. To this point, Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis haven't signed, so I f- I feel like they're not gonna. I don't think they're coming back. No, I. Ooh, that one got him. Maybe it didn't. Apparently, it didn't. Um, so yeah, I don't think either one of them's coming back. I'd be surprised if they're not oh, Jets off the off the bottom of the barrel. But at the same time, I don't. I'm going to say I don't think Mercedes Lewis is going to be a Jet. I think he's going to go. I feel. I think he probably goes back to Jacksonville. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was Um, thinking Jacksonville or I'm thinking maybe Detroit. I think Jackson, just to wrap up Mm -hmm. the career. Um, And I think. Like I said, I think Cobb's probably going if he does continue playing, which. He'll probably be a Jet. Just why not? Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking so. Just, in all, in all likelihood, Packers are probably going to get back Corey Davis, which will be a nice receiver to have around. I think, mean, it's basically Alan Lazard. You think it's Corey Davis, or you think it's Elijah Moore? Again, credit to Pete Bukowski on this. I I really didn't know the financials of Corey Davis' contract. Uh, he's got a big contract. 
not a huge con. It's like a if the the Jets would have saved ten million dollars if they cut him. Gotcha. And I think that's just kind of the point of they're keeping him on roster to be part of the deal. And otherwise, I think he would say, "Hey, cut me," because so I think he wants to come here too. Okay. So I think that's all part of it. I don't have anything to confirm that, um, but how he put together the pieces and the contract, it makes sense. Gotcha. Um, would be a, I mean, it's, it's basically Alan Lazard if Alan Lazard played twelve games a year, right? Is what that's you're gonna get faster, Alan Lazard. Yeah, which has been one of my criticisms of him mm-hmm. the whole time anyway. Right. Because um, we, we called him pretty much a glorified tight end. We did. We did say that. Um, which I really think he is. I'd have to. I, I really do agree. I, mean, I, I don't. I don't get so, a so lot they, of the allure. They paid $11 million a year for a guy who had 700 yards this year. I'd have to look up those stats. That sounds about right. Seven seven fifty something like that. He had in twenty twenty two. He had six sixty catches for seven hundred eighty eight yards. Yeah. and six touchdowns. Right. He's never gone over a thousand. He's only I think his career high was this year with seven hundred eighty eight. Really. Um, before wow. that, last year twenty twenty one season, he had five hundred thirteen for eight touchdowns. Twenty twenty four hundred fifty one for three. Uh, 2019, 477 for three, and then he only had one catch in 2018 for seven yards. Yeah, I, I think they overpaid for him, but I think wherever he was going to go, it was going to be an overpay. Mm-hmm. I, Just because the market's absolutely insane for. Like, I and good for him getting the bag. I'm, right, I'm right. happy he's held like, for him as a player. Um, I you know I. I didn't get the a lot of the the allure. Yeah, I really didn't. But it's neither here nor there. Right. I think the Packers are. Well, a, Green Bay really doesn't have much allure for his free agent destination either. But yeah, especially now with a franchise quarterback being gone and a very uncertain future. Although in a couple of years they're gonna have a lot of cap space, so we'll see. And we'll see what Jordan Love is. So, so do we think Bakhtiari goes too? In the trade, or that'd be that'd be way too much money. I think, given that they restructured the deal, I don't think he goes. Because I've, I've for some some reason I'm, I've seen something like that where Bakhtiari and Rogers go. I think if that would end up being the case, any talks of the Jets not wanting to give up a first round pick is bullshit, right? And, and dumb, right? Um, I get. I get the fact that they don't think that they want to give up a first round pick at this point for Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you've made your bed. Yeah. And if that's what you're going to go with, I think you're again, that's kind of why I think the Packers have the leverage. I mean, it's that, or I guess you can try to get Lamar Jackson, which I think long-term would probably be better. Yeah. Cause um, you're going to get maybe two years of Rodgers. Yeah. I don't think you get that much. I think you get one. Yeah, I really do. So it's Super Bowl or bust pretty much this year, and yeah, and that's that's I, you know I get you know being really kind of in a position of being you know having some leverage I guess on on your side of you know you're negotiating like yeah you know we're not going to give you a first round pick for a guy who's going to play for us for a year, mm-hmm. but what I think some you know kind of the the ideal deal what I think is probably going to happen first this year or swap first. Mm-hmm. 
think they swap? If he has to. I don't think you're going to move up two picks, but I think that's kind of dumb. But get a first-round pick this year, maybe a third this year, and then you you can say what you want about Corey Davis. Do whatever you want with that. Mm -hmm. And then I think you can get a conditional 2024 pick. Um, Where if Rodgers is still on the team, you get a second round pick if he isn't you get a fourth right or if you or even i think some people have said 2025 pick where if he plays in 2024 it's a first round pick if he plays if he doesn't play it's a second if they you mm-hmm. know depending mm-hmm. on what they do in the seasons it's whatever um i wouldn't be upset with that no i wouldn't either i think as long as you get that first round pick this year i don't like the whole swap picks thing that you just said i, I don't either but at the same time i no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't like that at all. <laughs> but I think that's kind of that's the point of trading a four time MVP is right. you, you're trying to get back a first and have two first round picks. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so so Jordan Love, I guess, will be quarterback one as of right now. Barring anything wild, which the deal still isn't done, so we'll see. Yep. Um I feel like the Packers wouldn't do that. I don't think they'd be bring him back. I think it'd be really funny if it happened. Yes, it would be. And but... the two side, I don't think there's a way that two sides can make it work to him play as the starting quarterback this year. No, but I would, I would love to see if it, how it would happen if it would. Yeah. But anyway, just to wrap up here, a couple finishing thoughts. Um, as always, we took a break off from it last week. Uh, bar of the week. Uh, I'm trying to think of one we haven't done in Green Bay yet. We need somebody to keep track of this. We really do. Uh, or in, enjoy it. You know, I don't think we've done spirits yet, have we? Nope, didn't do spirits. So spirits of Gillet um, has changed hands. Food's still good. Spirits of Gillet. Very good pizza. Incredible pizza. Uh, 4.7 stars on Google. Uh, really, I don't think there's a bad thing there. No. Uh, some of the reviews here. This one coming four months ago. Tia is great for uh, someone who just started. She cares and she's great at keeping our drinks filled. And if we need anything, she got it. 10 of 10 loves spirits and our family will come back just because of how we were treated. Cannot wait to come back. Another review also four months ago. Love, love, love spirits of Jillette. From the owners being awesome, the amazing floor staff and bartenders, I love this bar so much. And we'll come back because the drinks are the cheapest and the service is the best. I love this bar. Another just real quick one here. Love this place. Great food. Great place to spend time in. Can't argue with any of that. Nope. Nope. I've been there a time or two in my life. Same same sentiment. Yep. Uh, so that's our bar of the week. And Sean, just real quick here, what are we rooting for in the upcoming week? I think you got to go March Madness. Yeah, uh, Sweet 16 I mean, Elite Sweet 16 Eight. starting, and I think it's just going to be another great weekend. Hope so. I'm going to just ride that train here and hope that the U.S. can pull out a comeback here. It's we're in the bottom of the seventh, still 3-1 to one Japan leading. Uh, Badgers were up on Oregon 27-26 at halftime. So those games will be final before this episode mm-hmm. comes out. But mm-hmm. um, And just once again, kind of pl- uh, rooting for the continued growth of the route for Wisconsin Podcast Network. Um, as we have the Back to the Roots YouTube exclusive show. Um, we have this show, obviously. We have our TikTok page. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Really has just, again, 
been a blast to get to do this and i love to see how it's transpired and what's all kind of gone on so hoping for continued growth with that uh do want to thank everyone who's listened checked out even playing in our bracket challenge which and it's just a bracket challenge it has technically no affiliation with the podcast but i think 44 people or 41 people 41 i think the number uh participating this year so awesome to see i'm glad that it continues to stay up there and just having fun with us and Mm -hmm. have some fun watching the tournament watch plenty of basketball check out the back to the roots show which will be believe be taped tomorrow uh wednesday night may or may not have a huge guest uh have to kind of put together some final logistics on that but all in all go wisconsin go sports but Wisconsin sports even better. Mm-hmm. For Sean, for Shauna, for Ramsey and Justin who aren't here, I'm Eric Fisher signing off. So 109 is in the books. We're out. See ya. See ya.